0: I'm Joe. And I'm Ryan. Welcome to the Budget Bros Podcast. We're here to help you save money without giving anything up. We share our
1: favorite tips, tricks, and life hacks for those on a budget.
0: We do the research, put in the hard work, so you don't have to.
1: And we want to include you in the show. So send your questions to budgetbrospodcast at gmail.com. And we'll answer them right here on the show. And follow us on Instagram at budgetbrospodcast for even more.
0: The Budget Bros Podcast starts... Right now. Welcome to season two, episode two of the Budget Bros Podcast. If
1: you like what you hear and you want to get more money-saving tips, follow us on Instagram at Budget Bros Podcast. I have to share one quick thing before we move forward, and that is that I have switched from coffee to tea.
0: I think you need to fill me in a little more about this huge transformation in your life. How long have you been drinking coffee for now, and why? Why have you given up one of the greatest drinks that mankind has <laughs> to offer?
1: <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love coffee still. In fact, I still love the smell of coffee. I feel like uh, I feel like a little bit. Maybe I was a, a little bit of an addict to it. But the thing with coffee is, you know, it just I got it was getting too jittery, and I if I drank just a little bit too much, I'd you know it, it would actually cause me to eat more food because I would feel like those jitters, and I knew if I ate it would actually calm that down. so I switched to tea and you know there's not as much caffeine in tea, so I have to drink like five or six of these to get the same amount of caffeine Sorry. so but is, I, it's,
0: I'm slowly weaning myself, so is that what you're doing? instead of drinking two cups of coffee, you're drinking like ten cups of tea a day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly. No, you can't possibly drink that much tea. You'd be in the bathroom the whole time. So I'm just, I'm I'm weaning myself off. The first week was pretty rough. I had these horrible headaches. And I did some research on why that occurs. And there's these blood vessels. Okay, I'm not a doctor. So please, whoever's listening, don't quote me on this stuff. This is just what I read on, on the internet. But when you drink coffee, it actually shrinks your blood vessels going to your brain. And so when you quit caffeine... I should say caffeine. When you quit caffeine, it actually opens those blood vessels up, and that's why you get a headache. And I I was having some major headaches. But I'm past that point now, and I'm actually starting to enjoy tea a little bit. Not as much as coffee, but uh, still pretty good.
0: I think that uh, my wife and I have tried to quit coffee several times, and uh, after a couple weeks, a month or so, we just have those days where we just can't wake up, and what do you do? You go and get yourself a, a cup of coffee, and then you're, you're back in the game, man. So
1: The nice thing, though, is when you quit coffee, and then you have a cup, it's like, wow, this is what, I, you know, your eyes open, and, you know, the whole world seems bright.
0: <laughs> well, at least you'll be able to experience that in, again in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today, Ryan? Doing great. And I'm even better because we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is Food. Mm. I don't know about you, but ever since this whole crazy situation started, I'm eating more than ever before, and my food costs have gone through the roof. Other than that, I think every time I talk to you on the phone when we're talking about what we're going to do in upcoming episodes, I'm always cleaning the kitchen because it seems like I live in the kitchen. If any of our listeners are, are like Joe and I, you have seen your food costs go up substantially.
1: Yeah, and you've probably done more cooking than you ever have. And so we're going to teach you some ways to save money on the food cost. Also, how to get you know some, some of the better deals on foods that you may not have heard of. You don't have to limit yourself just to the grocery store anymore when it comes to food. So
0: There's some things you are definitely going to want to stick around for in today's episode. We're going to talk about co-ops. What is a food co-op? Mm. And just learning about this can save you a significant amount of money on fresh fruits and vegetables. And the other thing that we're really excited about is we found out about a store that you can shop at right now that's finally open to the public that you're going to save a ton of money. Getting right into our, our first subject today, we're going to start talking about food waste.
1: Yeah, how big of a problem is food waste, Ryan, in this country?
0: Well, according to this article, the average American tosses 250 pounds of food straight into the garbage each year. That's like taking home four bags of groceries and taking one of those four and just putting it right into your dumpster. (laughs)
1: Wait, that reminds me. One time my my sister-in-law left a bag of groceries in her car, and she went inside and she put away the rest of the groceries and just forgot about this, and one of them was butter. And the butter melted down out through the bag into the vehicle. It was so bad. She had to get her insurance involved to to cover it to clean it cuz the smell was just horrendous. So don't leave tra- don't leave don't leave trash. Don't leave food in your car either. <laughs> don't let it expire in your fridge if you have to, but don't let it melt in your
0: yeah, car. Yeah, don't 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 leave a tub of butter in your back seat. So <laughs> so there's a couple of things that we can do, simple things to negate this food waste. And one thing that my wife and I have done recently, which has helped out a lot, is purchasing just this one cookbook. Now, we're not paid by this company or anything. There's a lot of different uh, cookbooks just like this one, but this one's called Cook Once, Eat All Week. There's 26 weeks of different recipes. Uh, You choose in the beginning of the week what you want. There's like the main meat and main vegetables that you want in those meals, and then she shows you the different meals that you can make. The best part about that book is it gives you a list of everything you need to buy from the grocery store. I don't know about you, Joe, but oftentimes when it, when I was sent to do the shopping, especially if I was hungry, I would come home with all of these different random items that you can never really make a meal out of. <laughs> and that's when you get into this food waste situation.
1: Yeah. In fact, what's cool about this book is it saves you an average of $9 a meal. So that is a huge potential savings. Now it's not going to be perfect, uh, nine bucks every single time, but that can save you a lot of money. If you if you really meal prep and you're not having all this extra waste, boy, think about how much you could save if all the food you that you buy you actually were able to use. And
0: that idea of cooking once and eating all week is, is pretty interesting because a lot of times we get so busy, we buy groceries with good intentions of actually making these meals, but at the end of the day, we just end up ordering takeout or, or whatever and that, that food goes to waste in our fridge. But you did a whole video on food prep. Can you tell us kind of your experience on, on what you did and, and how it went for you?
1: Yeah, I did the first week's plan, which involves things like chicken and rice and bacon. And I was able to prep everything in about two hours. That did last us every single day throughout the week. Putting them together, I should say, for those meals during the week was very fast and efficient. And so I felt like it was a way to add more time to my schedule and we were eating a lot healthier than if we would have been ordering in or, or maybe just grabbing a pizza or something like that. So we found much success using this book's process and we could tweak the recipes. They give you an option for grain-free or gluten-free so that you can, you know, make sure that it fits within your diet. And we did use some of those things. So I think it's overall very helpful and I think a lot of people would benefit from it, both from a health perspective as well as a saving money perspective.
0: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I know that some weeks we do this. We'll, we'll meal prep together. I feel like those weeks we eat better, we feel better, and we also save money. And then sometimes we just kind of get out of, out of the habit of doing it. If you can get into a good practice of doing this, probably we might even uh, save you a couple inches on on the old waistline. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I could use that. I, 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 I think
1: <laughs> I think you and I both have done nothing but eat in the past six months. <laughs>
0: No comment. So (laughs) another thing that this article talked about how to save money is by freezing foods. Uh, There's something called batch freezing that you were telling me about before this show. You're kind of a freezer expert, Joe. Can you enlighten us on this, this subject?
1: I'm becoming a freezer expert. I'm definitely not an expert by any means. And a lot of the stuff I got from my wife. But basically what it is, is making lots of meals at once and then freezing them so that you can just heat them up and make easy meals in the future. Now, you might go to the grocery store and you see the frozen food section, but you know, you're going to see a lot of preservatives. They want their shelf life to long, last as long as possible, and they might have ingredients that you don't agree with. So what you're able to do is, with batch freezing is make a dish that you love that you could eat maybe once a month, you can freeze it and then you have those meals ready. So some things that are really good for batch freezing are things like soups, sauces, gravies. You can make a pie even before it's cooked when it's still raw. You can tear apart a chicken when it's still warm. You can even batch freeze eggs. You can even batch freeze milk. So one good idea if you are interested in saving money over time and you're willing to do some of these things is to buy a large freezer. You can get some good deals. There's probably some good deals that are coming up uh, and, and you can use that as your main source for these batch frozen things. So you can just go there, grab those items. And the best thing I've found is to keep a list of everything in that freezer so that you don't overbuy in the future something that you already have
0: yeah and that super large freezer is going to come in handy for our our next tip i've never purchased 80 pounds of ground beef before but at a dollar 55 a pound i i just might joe 80 pounds of ground beef i mean that's that's a killer deal where are you gonna purchase 80 pounds of ground beef or uh, other other uh, items like that restaurant depot Now, maybe you've never heard of Restaurant Depot, but it's very likely that the area that you live in has a Restaurant Depot. Uh, Typically, they would only sell to businesses and restaurants, but because of the times that we're living in and restaurants aren't doing as much business, they are now allowing you to go in there. You go to the front desk when you get there and ask them for a day pass, and they issue it to you. Now, you just did a video not too long ago about Restaurant Depot. Can you fill us in a little more about... uh
1: Yeah, it's basically, Restaurant Depot, the best way to imagine it is like Costco, where there's no membership required, but bigger, way bigger. Costco, you might buy 10 pounds of chicken breast, but at Restaurant Depot... You buy 40 pounds of chicken breast, and you get that chicken breast for a $1.07 a pound in some cases. Now, what you want to do is you want to log on to restaurantdepot.com, search the actual area that you live in, you can download their current mailer which is basically the things that they have on sale and you can see what kind of prices you're going to get when you go there now the only way to know the prices on everything is actually to go to the store itself but you can get an idea of some of the deals that you can get so for instance we found a case of those starbucks frappuccinos where each one would be about a dollar a piece there's bone-in pork butt 99 cents a pound you can buy a giant four one-gallon tubs of mayonnaise for $22. bucks. 5 gallons of palm olive for $52. So there's some huge deals. What other deals did you find there, Ryan?
0: Well, who doesn't need uh, that much mayonnaise in their life? Uh, <laughs> they, they have a tub of sour cream. And when I say a tub, it's five pounds. $22. <laughs> but actually, you know, you could get 15 pounds of bacon. And the reason why you want to buy in such bulk is because that's where you get these awesome offers. I mean, ground pork at $1.69 a pound, that's unheard of. What you recommended to do in your video, because maybe you might not have this huge freezer or ever going to be able to go through that much <laughs> mayonnaise or pork or, or whatever the case may be, go in, into it with a family member split it in half, and then you both can save more than half on some of these items.
1: Maybe just think of the top two, three, four things that you use all the time. If you use chicken in a lot of your meals, buying 40 pounds of chicken for two families, 20 pounds each, isn't that crazy? Now you have to remember that this is a place for restaurants that's where restaurants go to shop and so you're going to be right there alongside restaurant owners so just think about that when you go they're probably going to have maybe five carts full 100 different items tons of pounds because they're shopping for their restaurant because they're feeding hundreds of people so just keep that in mind when you go to the restaurant depot you know you're going to want to freeze that stuff and that that really parlays into our discussion about frozen foods in general You know, a lot of people feel like they're not healthy or maybe fresh fruits and vegetables are better. One way to save money is to think about buying frozen fruits and vegetables. Now, there's a a debate about this and I'm not going to get into that. But what we've found is that when you buy frozen fruits and vegetables, when they froze those, they were at their peak of freshness and their peak of ripeness. They do that so that when you thaw it out and eat it, it actually tastes like that. Most things that you buy in the grocery store are ripening. They're not ripe when they're fresh. But we've found like for things that are very expensive, fresh, like blueberries, raspberries, even mangoes and things like that, things you'd maybe put in a smoothie. It's much less expensive to buy it frozen and it lasts so much longer. You can put it in your deep freezer and have it available for you when you need it. So I know... Every night I have a bowl of cereal, and I put frozen blueberries on it, and I love them. And, you know, that's just one thing to think about when it comes to frozen foods. Could you consider some things to buy
0: as frozen? Yeah, I've never tried frozen blueberries on my cereal before, but that, that sounds interesting. What kind of cereal?
1: It's an organic mixture with pumpkin seeds and a bunch of other stuff. I get it at Costco. I'm sure someone out there knows exactly what I'm talking about.
0: I'm pretty sure that's called. Uh, pretty sure it's called Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs>
1: But the blueberries make it healthy.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what's great, though, about the, the frozen blueberries is, you know, we,
1: I use almond milk. And normally, like halfway through my cereal, it starts to get kind of warm, you know? But with the frozen blueberries, it's ice cold the whole time you're eating it. So you're getting this... You know, and the, the milk at the end is blue. So who beats who can beat that?
0: So, sounds like a winner-winner chicken dinner, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, transitioning from frozen foods, where can you get the best deal on fresh fruits and vegetables? Well, there's a company that I believe Joe was telling me called UglyVegetables.com or like <laughs> messed up looking fruits and vegetables. I don't know. What, what is it called, Joe? Can you fill us <laughs> in on it?
1: Well, hey, who doesn't love a potato that looks like Tom Hanks?
0: A carrot that looks like uh, Gary Busey. Gary Busey. (laughs) Gary Busey.
1: (laughs) Exactly, yes. And so if you want carrots that look like famous or maybe non-famous people, you can go to imperfectfoods.com. And what they've done is they've figured out a way to take all these fruits and vegetables that are normally just thrown away. Because when you go to the grocery store, you see, oh, all the perfect apples and avocados, everything looks great. Well, what happens to the ones that don't? What happens to the mutated, (laughs) rejected versions of everything? You know what, Joe?
0: You're really selling us on this. Like, we're (laughs) going to go to that website right now.
1: If if you want some mutant food, okay, you're going to want to go to (laughs) imperfectfoods.com. And what's cool about this is they take those ones that look a little bit imperfect, you know, like a carrot that converts to two, you know, that's got like two prongs or a peace sign carrot. (laughs) you can go to imperfectfoods.com and you can get that carrot so it's a it's actually a pretty cool website because what they've done
0: <laughs> I'm sorry man you you yeah. lost me there <laughs>
1: No, but, but Imperfect Foods actually does more than just Imperfect Foods. They take things like, like say there's a surplus of a certain type of food. They'll buy those in bulk, and then they offer it to their customers at a much cheaper price. They also take things with like end pieces, like say there's a company that uses carrots, but they don't use the ends. They'll add that to their mixture. And then um, they also have what's called short-coated items, which are items that traditionally retail stores won't stock with certain expiration dates, like olive oils and things like that, it may taste just fine, but it's nearing its its expiration date, so they take some of those. And also, when you have packaging changes, you you might think about. Um, a, ma- a major name brand that goes from you know a red box to a blue box, and they don't want to even have that red box anymore available, this Imperfect Foods company will buy that and give it to its customers. And so you sign up to get a box, you tell them what special diets you may be on, and then they will send you those boxes on a weekly or a monthly basis, whatever you choose. And I believe they start as low as $24. So definitely something to check out. Now, talking about boxes with fresh fruits and vegetables in it. What did you find that's available with co-ops?
0: Yeah, food co-ops exist all over the country, but there's one in particular that we've used in several places when we lived up in Phoenix, when we lived in North Carolina. uh, This company, Bountiful Baskets, was available in, in both locations. And in fact, if you go to their website, you can see a little bit of info on them. Typically, uh, what happens is at the beginning of the week they put up what types of fruits and vegetables that they have in stock and, and what they're going to be getting for that week, and they ask you to to give a donation. Donations range from eighteen to twenty one dollars for non organic fruits and vegetables, and then if you are strictly organic, they have options for you too, that will cost you about twenty eight to thirty dollars. The way that they save you money is this is a completely volunteer run organization and they pool all of their resources and money together to go and skip the middleman and buy directly from these food vendors so typically you're going to get whatever fruits and vegetables are in season in the past when we've done this we've brought a huge laundry basket we gave them our purchase id and they filled that thing to the brim with fruits and vegetables but besides fruits and vegetables you can get other things in your basket if you're looking at the website there joe can you see what items are available in your area as add-on items
1: yeah you can get things like uh 52 avocados a big box of avocados or you can get a box of freshly baked bread
0: yeah and if you're tired of that uh, cinnamon toast crunch every morning they have tropical granola (laughs) Twenty eight ounces. Hey, there you go. So after the typical price of the box, they'll tell you how much each of the add-on items are, five, ten bucks here or there. But really, you cannot beat the price for fresh fruits and vegetables.
1: Yeah, and that's really what a co-op is. A whole lot of people contributing and they're basically skipping the grocery store so that everyone gets the best price on these items, basically going straight to the farm. So I think that's really great. You know, we've we've talked a lot about ways that people can save money on food. But there are certain circumstances where individuals just can't afford food at all. And it's such a basic necessity that people need. And so we wanted to all end this episode with sharing how you can find food for free. So that, uh, you know, and, and I've been in that situation when I was growing up, my mom actually started a food bank in the small town that we grew up in, kind of as a way for us to have a food bank too, for ourselves. She was able to really create a way for lots of hungry families to be able to get the food they needed. And the thing that she found was that a lot of these grocery stores were throwing away the food that was nearing its expiration date. And an expiration date is just that it, it, it's, it's just a date. It doesn't necessarily mean the food is bad. And so some food banks are able to get this, um, but uh, food banks are also able to get foods that, like we talked about with those um, Imperfect Foods Company, they're able to get some of these items from grocery stores and grocery chains and farms and things like that. And so visit the website feedingamerica.org. This is where you're going to be able to search for a local food bank in your community. Everybody needs a helping hand. We've both been there where we've been, you know, very low on on funds and we've needed to take advantage of these things. So definitely uh, reach out to that. And then also your local governments for the SNAP
0: program. Yeah, very good. That's great information there, Joe. So we really have covered a lot in a short amount of time. Uh, We're going to put all those links uh, to the cookbook, uh, a little bit about Restaurant Depot and Joe's Ugly Foods, uh, along with... (laughs) (laughs) Joe's Jacked Up Foods. (laughs) Yeah, man. Hopefully... (laughs) hopefully that Henry Winkler took potatoes (laughs) and the information on bountiful baskets as well in our show notes for this week.
1: We wanted to give our listeners an update because we recorded this episode a couple weeks back and Ryan, you got one of these bountiful baskets. Tell us about your experience with bountiful
0: baskets. Yeah, we, we used to use bountiful baskets a lot in the past and just over time we, we just stopped using them and now it's easier than ever to get a Bountiful Basket. In fact, you order whatever you want online, all of your add-ons, your original Bountiful Basket, whatever you want. You can get tons of loaves of bread. I think you could get like, what did you say, 48 peaches in a box, 1,000 avocados, whatever add-on you you want. (laughs) 10,000 lemons. (laughs) Yeah. There's a bunch of different, there's so many different options on there. But what you do is once you order it, you just show up to their location, drive around, they mark your name off the list and put everything in your trunk, and, and there you go. Super simple, very fresh fruits and vegetables. For the price, I think we got like three boxes full of fruits and vegetables for 40 dollars So actually, Joe, you edited a video about my whole experience, and you put it on one of our platforms. Can you tell us a little more about that?
1: Yeah, go to our Instagram page, at Budget Bros Podcast. I'm going to upload this video with this episode so if you're listening to this it's already available so visit our instagram page to watch the video all about not only the experience and the things that were included in the bountiful basket but also how much he paid as well as what was included
0: i think it's a great money-saving option for for anybody who wants fresh fruits and vegetables uh, with little hassle and low cost
1: all right well we want to thank all of you for tuning in to episode two of season two of the budget bros podcast we want you to visit our Instagram page at Budget Bros Podcast. And if you have questions that you want us to address on the podcast, send them to budgetbrospodcast at gmail.com.
0: We want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. And we'll see you again real soon. Take care. There we go.